With so many different platforms, and their purposes evolving daily, navigating social media can be, well, complicated. Welcome to the Social Media Sucks Podcast from Cupco. Social media. Social media. Social media. Social media. Sucks. Where we unpack the latest trends and help remove the suck from social media. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm your host, U, today for the Social Media Sucks Podcast. So today we're going to cover influencer marketing, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we're hopefully going to inspire our listeners you social media managers and marketeers out there whether you're listening from your car at your home or standing on the street i'm joined today by andy and chris welcome you guys thank you so much good to be here good to be back good to be back let's get to it so the first question what is influencer marketing what is influence do you want me to take that yes of course (laughs) influencer marketing is where you pay people to say cool stuff about you (laughs) (laughs) Basically, basically, basically. No, no. It's. Uh, I mean, I think it's uh, kind of morphed and maybe changed a bit over the few years, but it's essentially trying to get influential people to talk about your brand, talk about your products, uh, talk about your services, whatever it is. Maybe even use your products or services and help you market your products better to uh, your audience or your consumers. And that's a very broad term, but I would say that. That's the basics of it. And then there's some other small niches within that. So, for example, in the pharmaceutical industry, they actually call it key online influencers or key opinion leaders. That's a very common topic in the pharmaceutical where you're actually talking with doctors. Or, I don't use doctors like they're not doctors. <laughs> Fake doctors, no real doctors, no quotes. <laughs> real doctors are, you know, opinion leaders about certain drugs or certain things like that. And also, um, or patients could also be key opinion leaders on or key opinion influencers on a particular drug or or something like that. So we, we see that there. And then also there's also the, the sort of celebrity status influencer marketing where you've got, you know, Tiger Woods selling your razors or, you know, whoever else could sell some stuff. That's all I got. Tiger Woods is my only reference for selling stuff. (laughs) It's the only celebrity I know. Is there any others? I don't know. LeBron James. LeBron James. I've I've, I've heard of him. Yeah. Kylie Jenner. Or, I mean, even making products together with people, like an Air Jordan type of situation. Yeah. uh, Where you're actually like making a product, a signature product with that influencer or celebrity that is also a form of influencer marketing. So yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Anything to add? I'm not sure. I think you kind of summed it up well. My way of phrasing it would be actually like influencer marketing is every sort of marketing activity that is using influencers for marketing objectives or for achieving marketing goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, like keeping in mind what are influencers. Those are usually people who have um, certain type of influence or, or the power to, um, to, inf- to influence others' opinions about either products or topics or right. anything like that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so that's about it. Great. That sounds great. But why would brands use these influencers? Why would they use them? Mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes, sometimes how you come to a product is a, 
as sometimes as important as the actual product itself. And I know that's a weird way of putting it, but sometimes, you know, word of mouth has been such a powerful thing within, within marketing. You know, when you had back when there was, you know, maybe television was only three channels and radio was one channel, Mm -hmm. you know, you relied on your neighbors to tell you, Oh, this is a great barbecue or this is a great, you know, store that I was at, or these are great shoes or or whatever it is. So you relied a lot on your friends and family and your Mm -hmm. network to tell you what was, what was good. Right. Feedback so, and reviews. Yes, exactly. And now as we progress in the digital age, we have word of mouse is how we call it, which is basically, you know, a play on words there. Mm-hmm. So you can have that at home there. Word of mouse, start using that. <laughs> it's a great term. So word of mouse is, uh, is also very important. And I think what brands, why they would use influencer marketing is because it allows them to not be the only people saying that we're great, mm-hmm. right? Which is, you never really fully believe when a brand is like, hey, we're the best brand in the world. Yeah. You kind of go, oh, really? So you rely on your network to mm-hmm. tell you. And then obviously as we've gone into social media, we're all following you know, 30,000 other people that could tell us something about products and we kind of trust a little bit trust them and that's eroding a bit but trust them to tell us what's good so i think that's why you would um that's what i've seen anyway why brands want to do it mm-hmm. right yeah. what about what do you think Amy? i think um there are a few key elements in consumer behavior and you know having an effect on consumer behavior or changing that in some direction definitely and i think um aspiration is a really strong aspect of consumer behavior mm. and that is one of the most important um aspects of um making purchasing decisions and that can be very well um affected or basically influenced yeah. by um aspirational people who are sort of role models. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like looping back to where influencer marketing started, right? In mm-hmm. the in the um, old ages of influencer <laughs> marketing, it was just athletes, right? Mm-hmm. And all the kids wanted to athletes, get- Athletes, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. athletes. And then all the kids just wanted to get their gear because I want to be like Mike. Of course. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, uh, yeah I do want, you I still want to be like- You were affected by I it. was, I was definitely, I definitely wanted the Nikes. I mean, mm-hmm. that was, I wanted to be like Mike. Yeah. Um, so it worked, right? I mean, for users, it's kind of like cutting a step because then you have you already have someone who tried the product for you, so you kind of have that to rely on. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it. think the aspirations thing is a big thing. Totally. I mean, but I would I would ask you like, have you bought something that an influencer hmm. sort of promoted? Ooh, wow, that's a good that's a good question. I think. <laughs> what, what are you saying? Jordans, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, even like a lower level, lower level, like there's some sort of ranking, but even like a micro influencer or like a. Yeah, I think, I think I've, I've, uh, I've bought a jacket Yeah. that was not promoted by an influencer, but I saw it in an, uh, on mm. a, a micro influencer and I was like, hey, where did you get a jacket? Mm. Because I was like, oh man, that jacket is hot yeah. or fire. But, but that jacket <laughs> is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> that jacket is fire. So, yeah, I reached out on Instagram and I was like, hey, man, why did you get the jacket? And he was really kind and answered and took the time to, like, you know, point me in the direction of a shop Mm -hmm. and so on. So I bought that. And and actually, I played basketball and I still play basketball. Um, And every time I buy um, a shoe to play in, I usually buy the Kevin Durant shoes because he is my favorite player. So 
Um, okay. Why not? If I if I buy a shoe that I want to use on the court, then mm. I'm only going in the KDs. So. Okay, nice. Inspiration, yeah. right? Good. Mm -hmm. Have you? Oh, yeah, I think I did. Of course, I've done that. Makeup, for instance. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, because that's what I what I said earlier. Like, it's kind of cutting a step because yeah. then somebody already tried mm -hmm. the product for you. For instance, like these makeup products. Then I was like, okay, I can see the effect. Then why not? Yeah, mm -hmm. That's really interesting. Do you feel like it's actually uh, bridging some sort of gap in the... Um, product discovery I think it does because there is so much there's so many products out there there's so much to consume yeah. so you have so many brands telling you all telling you our grind is the best we can do this and we are the best on the market mm -hmm. but then actually somebody you follow and you like you said trust actually yeah. tried the product let's assume they tried it and you can see the effect and they talk positive about it then why not just select this product that yeah. they use instead of doing the market research and trying every serum there is like last serum yeah. there is yeah. on the market so yeah i definitely think it shortcuts some yeah, of exactly. the funnel mm -hmm. and i think that's also like we're talking about why those of you just joining in and you've skipped ahead because <laughs> you didn't want to hear us <laughs> but we're talking about why brands should should do influencer marketing and i think you've kind of hit it on the nail on the head it's like it can help you skip a few steps in the user journey towards purchase because you're basically building trust, credibility, mm -hmm. a use case, mm -hmm. and then the people don't have to do as much research. Because I don't know about you, but for me, whenever I'm buying something, the research phase, mm -hmm. oh my God, yeah. I spend forever looking at something. And, because everybody buys things online now, so you don't necessarily get to touch it and mm -hmm. feel it and see is this working. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you really rely on influencers to mm -hmm. tell you, what you should purchase, and exactly. and I think, it, I think brands who don't do that are missing out big time on, on shortcutting that mm -hmm. that uh, funnel a bit and getting to mm -hmm. a purchase decision much quicker. Well, you guys talk about uh, a lot about the good parts in social media. Uh, sorry, influencer marketing. So, what do you guys think might be the bad parts of this aspect? Hmm. This is called the good, the bad, and the mm -hmm. ugly of influencer yeah. marketing. Okay, should I start? Do you want to start on the ugly? Yeah. And he's going to give us the ugly. Okay, one thing that I really feel like is a bad thing about influencer marketing is um, when you are trying to use an influencer because of their credibility and because of their ability to make your brand more relatable mm. for consumers on a personal level. And you can't achieve that because many of the influencers nowadays are so unrelatable because they are just sellouts. Mm. Basically, yeah. they are... Flooded the market. Yeah, they're yeah. liking um, every week some sort of different scent, mm. a new perfume or some sort of new makeup palette that they just got. And, and I think there is also like this aspect that like in the beginning, every influencer sort of starts out like as a creator. And there is so much freedom and, and there's so much value in the stuff that they create because mm -hmm. most of the times they're doing it for fun. They're doing it to, to express themselves, mm -hmm. right? It's original. Yes, it's very original, very authentic, very valuable for mm -hmm. an audience. And that's also why they, you know... Get what, noticed. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This is why they are so What built their audience mm -hmm. in the first place. Definitely. Yes, and then mm -hmm. they, they avoid this. Mm -hmm. And then they are like, 
kind of entering this phase of content creation where they are just creating content for the sake of putting something out. And you can see that the effort is not there anymore in terms of creativity mm -hmm. because they don't need to. They have a huge audience. Mm -hmm. They're feeling comfortable. Brands yeah. are reaching out. And they don't have to innovate. Mm. It's going to be product placement, basically. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a billboard. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I call them billboard influencers because they yeah. literally are just a billboard. Mm. They're a space to put an ad on. It's not the greatest. Yeah, and it kind of makes me sad mm -hmm. because I think there were like a lot of great creators out there who became billboards, um, sort of, or human billboards. And I think it's, yeah, it just kills the joy and, and it kind of... Kills the joy. <laughs> of buying stuff. <laughs> you're killing my joy, man. No, but... I was really into your content and then you're killing my joy. Just unfollow. Yeah, but like literally, like when you are watching, for example, like a tech YouTuber and like every, I don't know, fifth minute, there is like a new sponsored mm. con piece of content in the in the video or like a new piece of sponsored product or something and you don't even know which part of their of their opinion you can trust anymore yeah i think it just removes all the juice from influencer yeah. marketing yeah. and and the power of influencer mm. marketing yeah it definitely uh we've seen lots of that and i think uh we've also seen on the ugly side the influencers are Sometimes, like you said, they're they're kind of too much for sale, and that causes a problem. I also think that we, as marketers, sometimes have abused it, and that's kind of also been on the ugly side because we also ha sometimes are not demanding enough of the influencers to give us uh, the data. Is this mm. working? Um, is it not working? Mm. Also, making sure we have the right contracts in place, the right agreements, the right mm. expectations. So it's also been, I mean, we take some of the blame by not being uh, professional enough in some ways, right? Mm. And really directing everything towards mm. being a better ecosystem mm. for everybody, for brands, yeah. for agencies, for the influencer. Sometimes we just jump on stuff without thinking too much about it. And uh, I think that's also the ugly side. But I would say some of that also falls on the influencer not being professional enough themselves as well in... Or transparent Or transparent enough, enough or, or understanding like, okay, you have a business, you're now a business. Mm. So you have to operate as such and, and you know, give mm -hmm. us a contract that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, tell us what's behind the numbers. Tell us how effective you are as a business. Because if you're paying for somebody's, um, you know, promotion of your product, you better understand what are you potentially going to get from this. And a lot of influencers have kind of ignored that part. So mm -hmm. that's been the ugly. And I think also as there's kind of a gold rush on influencers that's also rushed in a ton of people that, you know, have kind of gamed their way, gamed the yeah. system to become influencers. Uh, we've seen this ourselves, for example, we've seen, uh, and we've done it for brands as well, and we've helped them and, and some work really well, but loop giveaways where uh, an influencer is, is basically giving away a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. for yeah, the high follows, value high value stuff. And then it's also about uh, getting uh, those people to follow the brands that they're mm. they're sort of uh, promoting, yeah. Yeah. right, and follow them. So it creates like twenty, thirty thousand new followers yeah. for you know maybe five thousand dollars or something like yeah. that. And brands can really grow. But then there's the question is, 
loyal. Yeah, exactly. Are these, are these people just there mm-hmm. for the giveaway? Are they there just to like, mm. you know, win some cool stuff? Definitely. Which means giveaway. Sorry, I'm repeating myself. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and are they really going to care about your brand? So Definitely. there's a lot of that ugly mm-hmm. stuff going on as well. Well, speaking of a giveaway, we have this week a giveaway ourselves. How would you like to win a social media sucks little tote full of great stuff in here? Candy. Not just great stuff. Can- okay, candy. 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 Okay. All this you can have if you leave us uh, leave us a review on uh, iTunes. Yes, on the iTunes iTunes podcast. What's, yes. What are the rules for participating now? Like, do, is is the candy thing still going on? Okay, so last time we asked people to uh, comment candy in the in their review. Implement, the implement. Word, the word sorry, candy not just candy, review. but like mm-hmm. implement the word candy and, and fun, interesting ways, and we'll pick the best one to win. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a winner yet. I will figure that out for the next episode. I promise. Mm-hmm. But we will uh, for this one. If you'd like to win this, we're gonna say if you can incorporate the word ugly in in your review. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's see how in a creative way, in mm-hmm. a nice way. Yeah, in a nice way. In a way. nice way. Exactly. Don't be calling people ugly. Yeah. We don't want to we have We want ugly in a good very way. Fragile egos here, you know. Yeah. We work we work in marketing, right? We, we <laughs> need to be stroked daily. Oh nice. <laughs> good good social media manager. You're doing great. You're doing great. All right. If you can do that, if you can stroke our egos, <laughs> make us feel good while using the word uh ugly, ugly. in your comment. In your comment. When you leave us a review on iTunes. Exactly. You could uh, potentially win the social media sucks tote that is just fantastic. It holds your stuff. And it's That's all I gotta say. sweet you as can, candy. You <laughs> can hold your stuff. Yeah. I mean, what Who else do you like want? merch? What, what else do you want from a tote? It looks dope and makes you stand out from the crowd on it the does. street. Mm-hmm. Because nobody thinks about I mean, nobody says it. Everybody yeah. thinks about like, yeah. oh man, You could be the next sucks. influencer. Yeah, and if you post it on your stories with... Uh, you know, and tag us, then maybe we'll do some extra stuff for you. Free stuff. (laughs) All right. Let's keep it going, guys. Yes. So we uncovered uh, why brands should do influencer marketing, why, uh, what, what's the ugly or bad parts about it. So what's the good part about influencer marketing? We talked a little bit about it, but I would say that it's also one of the ways that some of the biggest brands are growing right now. Uh, Before the podcast, like earlier today, me and Andy were talking about, and actually last podcast as well, we were talking about Gymshark. Yeah. They built uh, a giant multi-billion dollar business or billion dollar business on a little bit of influencer, not a little bit, a lot of influencer marketing. Uh, We also see Daniel Wellington, a watch company. You mentioned Kylie makeup at the start Mm -hmm. here. I mean, that's obviously she was a celebrity, but also an influencer in that sense of very much an Instagram sort of personality Mm -hmm. that grew a multi-billion dollar company. And I think that that's, it's how you get in touch with your, your tribe Mm -hmm. nowadays. Right. I think like a lot of brands want to infiltrate the tribe, Mm -hmm. right. By doing advertising and marketing that infiltrates versus being a part of the tribe. And so I think some of the good, um, is that you can get in with those people that you want to have as consumers or be exposed to your brand mm-hmm. in a much simpler and sort of down to earth and easy way. Um, I think that's why that's that's the good parts of it. I also think it opens up uh, for content creation. Um, we talked about a little bit of this, but I think you had a good take on it yeah. earlier today. Maybe you want to take uh, what's the content creation part? 
I think the content creation part is that it's um, influencer marketing gives brands an excellent opportunity for creating and co-creating content together with the influencers. Mm -hmm. And um, that will help them produce very authentic, very um, relatable content for, mm -hmm. uh, that will perhaps and most often resonate well with their audience because mm -hmm. who would know better a certain audience segment than an influencer who actually specialized and already built a um, working strategy targeting mm -hmm. that specific segment. So yeah. I think their community, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. they know the community really yeah. well. And I think that's also, you get that data as a marketer, you get to understand what is this audience about and how can we you know, best treat them and serve them. Um, yeah. So that's really part, some of the great parts about influencer marketing. I also think like we, you talked about making relevant content, but it's also about scaling up content. Yes. No brand comes to us and says, hey, we got enough content. We don't need any content. <laughs> Keep your content. They always want more, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. our appetite for content hasn't slowed down. I've mentioned this on other podcasts. And so I think it also gives you an ability to scale up your content faster because you can go out to many different influencers and and get uh, new content from them. I mean, you were talking about BMW today. Maybe yeah. you want to just touch on what yeah, has BMW yeah. done with influencer marketing? Of course. Uh, BMW is um, doing a really interesting strategy um, with their Instagram, for example, where they are um, tapping into micro-influencers who are creating really good quality content mm -hmm. uh, and putting out content that is really fire and resonating well with certain segments, as I also talked about it before. And BMW is basically giving them a car to take it on a ride. Typically, um, they're doing it for um, influencers who group up. So it's like at least two mm -hmm. or most likely three different influencers. So they can also make sure that however these are micro-influencers, the reach is still kind of going to be mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And then they go out for a, some sort of journey or they go on like a road trip with the car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then in the meanwhile, they're going to um, create content, of course. And that content will be owned by BMW. Mm -hmm. And then they will also, of, however, the micro-influencers are also posting the content, of course, on their own um, stories and mm -hmm. feed. Yeah. Um, BMW will also use the content. So mm -hmm. it's a really easy way for BMW and also kind of cheap way for the for BMW to get content mm -hmm. in the door and uh, and keep their posting volume high because yeah. actually I once did a um, pretty um, fun um, competitor analysis on on BMW and I could see that they are one of the best ones on social media and especially on Instagram so mm -hmm. yeah so that's yeah. definitely a They're great example there. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah so can yeah. you guys last question actually while we're at this topic how can brands use influencer marketing better than they currently do like this BMW is definitely a great it's definitely a great uh, example could yeah. you think of more methods uh, yeah I mean I think there's some tips that we can we can hand out things that we normally oh, see second giveaway today no <laughs> <laughs> tips coming your way for free mm -hmm. free tips Record. Uh, yeah, yeah, watch this segment or listen to this segment, depending on where you are. So tips. What we've seen um, is do your due diligence really well. Understand who is that influencer. Do they fit your uh, brand, brand your message. tone of voice, your message? Lots of people have been burned by using the wrong influencer, mm -hmm. and then that influencer goes off and does something horrific, like you know, protesting, or not protesting, but like, 
pretend protesting and showing oh, up. Oh, I've seen oh, that. So that's bad. crazy. So bad. It's so cringe. Mm. And so you, you kind of like you are guilty by association in some ways, which is unfortunate, right? Because, um, you know, you don't want to be roped in with somebody that you don't align with. So do your due diligence. Uh, I think the second tip would be ask a lot of questions, ask for analytics, like we talked about before, get the data to mm. understand uh, and see like how successful their pre- previous campaigns were. Ask what other brands they've worked with. If they've worked with your direct competitor like three months ago, probably not a good strategy. Mm. Um, And then I would say get your agency involved early. We've seen things where we've gotten sort of the influencer campaign uh, later in the process to say, hey, we've got these influencers, but the contracts with them aren't really set to do something about that content that we're thinking about, you know, so we're coming up with these concepts, but then we go back to the legal teams or we go back to the influencer teams and they're like, yeah, but we can't do that. We haven't paid for that and we got no more budget for that. So I would say get your agencies involved earlier so that they can help you build the campaign properly. And and also I would say uh, use influencers as content creators. We mentioned that before, not just as billboards, but but work with them to collaborate. Um, try to create long-term relationships with Ambassadors. them. Ambassadors. Ambassadors, yeah. Like try to think <clears throat> of them as not just a, a billboard, like we mentioned, but as a partner, mm-hmm. as somebody that, that you can have a long-term situation with. I think, for example, Samsung has done that brilliantly with Casey Neistat. Mm-hmm. Like he's a long-term ambassador with them. He does crazy video shoots with them. He supports them. Them, they come together and collaborate to build content together. That's where things get mm. really good with influencer marketing. Um, and I would say the one thing that I would also say, and that goes for every marketing thing, if you haven't done influencer marketing yet and are just thinking about doing it, don't use your first experience to, to set the whole direction. I mean, it's like everything in life. If you The first time you do something, you suck. Like literally the first podcast we did, you should go back <laughs> like two or three years ago, like when we first did it, it always sucks, right? And it's the same with anything in marketing. The first time you do it, it's probably not going to be the best. So don't use your first experiences with influencer marketing to you know, bias you towards the future. I think you got to keep trying at it, looking at it, getting better at it. And then eventually it clicks and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. this is working. Um, so I would say that's generally my tips. Um, and then diversify. I think influencer marketing gives you a chance to diversify who you're working with so that you can hit different types of audiences. You can get these, you know, hipsters over here and you can get these nerdy people over here. Mm-hmm. You can get this group here and, mm-hmm. and you can kind of look at all of these different segments and see, okay, who fits our product um, or who fits our audience, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I know I talked a lot. That was a big rambling. Everyone's Andy like, just uh-huh, waiting for uh-huh. you to stop he's like, so he can he's, come he's with thirsty. some. He's thirsty. He's <laughs> thirsty. Sorry, Andy. Let's hear your no, beautiful no, voice, I think, Andy. I think that was pure gold. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. um, no, <laughs> <pay> the guy. <laughs> he's got to say that. In candy. It's golden candy. candy. It's golden ugly. <laughs> Go for it. Sorry, I'm interrupting. No, but basically, I think. What you said was really well put together, and I think those are really nice tips. Mm. Um, I would give something that's a bit maybe more high level, a bit more fluffy maybe. And I think it's important that if you are if you're already dedicated to the idea of working with influencers, then make sure that, as also Chris mentioned, do your homework, look mm. into their comments, look into what they were doing previously. Maybe not only to, you know, three months back, but 
make sure that you're maximizing on the value that you're going to get in return yeah. after these activities. So I think that's very important. First, that you do your homework and you know who you want to work with. Mm. The second one is that I think you should aim for um, opening up a uh, conversational relationship with influencers because they are experts in their niche. Mm. So you can really learn interesting stuff about the target audience yeah. from them and also about best practices, what they're doing and what are the, what are the tactics that are working really well um, with that typical segment. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third thing I would give away as a tip would be to make sure that you don't overuse influencers. Make sure mm-hmm. that you don't rely right. too much on influencers. You gotta have it all. Yes. And yeah. then I think an overall an overall tip would be that you should always have a strategy in mind. Yeah. Why are you doing this? How are you going to do this? And what exactly are you going to do? Yeah. Good ideas. Uh, I have two things that I want to add to that. Or ask you, what tips or what tools would you recommend people use when it comes to influencer marketing? Um, my favorite tool is Hype Auditor, actually. Yeah. That's my all-time favorite tool. It's really smart. It will give you a breakdown on the audience of different influencers. It will give you a breakdown on their niches. Um, it will also show you their growth curves and, and also basically detect if mm. they have done any sort of like black growth hacks, yeah, growth black hacks hat, mm. or black hat, um, yeah. so, or used any sort of black hat um, solutions mm. for growing their audience and, yeah. and getting where they are. So the tool can detect if they did like a um, follow on, follow push in the past at some point, or if uh, they were part of, or probably part of a um, uh, influencer or how, how, are, how were they called, like comment pods? Where, where they are like kind of circle commenting. Oh, it's like, yeah, so everybody joins a pool and... Yeah. I don't know what you call I it, think but they, yeah, it's I think basically... you would call them pods. So yeah, if, if, pods, the, yeah. if the given influencer... Engagement pods. Engagement pods, exactly. Yeah. So if the given influencer was part of any of those, because then you can also see like, however, this influencer might have like, I don't know, 200 comments. Mm. Probably 180 yeah. of those comments were actually forced and mm. probably yeah. the favor was returned influencers by the influencers. scratching yeah. each yeah. other's yeah. backs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, that's a good one. So Hype Auditor is a good tool. Mm. Um, and then I had another question for you, but I forgot what it was. Then it's not important. That's it's what things people say. It's not as important <laughs> as it should be. Oh, yeah. And make sure you're sponsoring your posts with the influencer. So what you can do in Instagram, for example, is if the influencer tags you as a business partner for that particular post, then you can go in and use that Mm. sponsored post as sponsored content. So you can actually increase the reach and Mm. increase the uh, effectiveness of the content that the, that the influencer is making for you through sponsored ads. So don't forget that that's an often missed Mm. uh, element that you can actually go and sponsor that content. And actually just, um, to add on top of that, um, I've read an article somewhere at some point, so don't quote me on don't this. Don't fat check. Okay, there, there goes my credibility. Never mind. Fake news. Guys. <laughs> Here come incoming fake news. But but these ads where you sponsor the influencers' content are yeah. actually um, more effective in terms of generating conversions and engagement as well, mm-hmm. because. Um, the consumers won't see the ad coming from a brand and they won't be as blind to it as they normally would be. They'll see it coming from so, the influencer. Yes. Yep. It's a very smart tactic. 
So that's, I think that's about it. You guys. For you, today you, on influencer yeah. marketing. Great. Yeah. It was nice listening to you guys. Thank you. Your wisdom. What are I we hope going you guys to, could use it. What are we going to talk about next time? Well, we're, next time we're going to hit TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I think My next favorite. episode is going to be the Halloween episode, guys. Ooh. Okay, so we're gonna dress we're going up with the scary. We're gonna scary dress stuff. up as each other next time. So who's gonna wear my jacket? <laughs> I can wear I that exact jacket. Actually, cool. well, I have that exact jacket. Well, you guys, next episode we're gonna we're gonna talk about TikTok and yep. the trends and tactics to help you succeed on this fast-growing platform. Yep, let's do it. Thank you See for listening. See you guys next time. Thank you. See you See guys. You guys Thank time. you. Bye. Bye. This has been the Social Media Sucks Podcast.